morning everybody back home. Here we are at beautiful Major Island in South Australia and uh, we thought we would continue on with our passages in Romans and uh, we are having a really good time down here and thinking of you back home too. And um, well, I think a nice thought's about them. <laughs> no, no, <laughs> not that. <laughs> I was thinking, you know, we, we're down here, that's pushing that up there. Okay. Um, uh, I'm going to begin by praying. Father, we thank you that you give us uh, your life. You give us everything we have. And uh, we're so grateful for your love, for your grace. And uh, Father, we pray that our hearts would be in worship for you because of all that you've done for us, of who you are, and, and just that we would live in, in wonder of you, our, our precious and wonderful and glorious and powerful God. And I pray that uh, our thoughts and our words would glorify you as we share from your word this morning. And I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. So we're um, going to be talking about Romans 8, verse 28 to 30 today. Really, really uh, great passage. And it says that, verse 28 says, And we know that in all things God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. For those God foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the likeness of his Son, that he might be the firstborn among many brothers, and that those he predestined he also called, and those he called he also justified, and those he justified he also glorified. We know that in all things God works for the good of those who love him. That means for those who are God's people, those who love him, uh, he has called them according to his purpose. So he has a purpose for our lives. He, uh, he has a, he's organised our lives and he has a wonderful plan for us and... Um, it's just great to know, isn't it? God has a plan for your life. God, uh, even before you were born, had this plan. That's what he says about in Jeremiah. Before, before you were born, I, I called you. And that in all things, God works for good. don't know um not everything feels like it's good we face a whole lot of things in life which we might call bad but somehow in all those things god's working for our good um, and he's the one who gives definition to that good and and his good is it has an eternal uh, purpose. So he, he's looking to build us for eternity, to shape us for eternity. So 
the things that we face, which sometimes include suffering, he said that uh, in verse 17, that we share in his sufferings in order that we may also share in his glory. Sometimes they include sufferings and we wonder why Christians would ever have to suffer. But because in all things God's using them for his purposes, to shape us and to build us, uh, uh, to be his people and to shape us for eternity. Mm, I think the thing that struck me about that was that he's not knocking off of the corners off of, you know, the rough bits off of our life, but he's he's knocking off those bits and replacing them with, with himself and, and building us into to be in his likeness and not just to make us better people, but to make us uh, like him. Yeah, if, if he's the God of all, and he's the creator, and he's the king, and he's the redeemer, then to be made like him would be the most wonderful things ever, wouldn't it? Hmm. There could be nothing better. Which is what he goes on to say then, for those God foreknew, we'll talk about these in a minute, he also predestined to, to be conformed to the likeness of his son, or to the image of his son, who's the image of God. So we're conformed to the... He is conforming us through all things to be like God. To you, be, well, you, you talked about, you know, the robot issue that people talk about. And uh, you explain that in the illustration. Oh, well, it's because it says, okay, for God foreknew, so he knew ahead of time, before we were, and then he predestined us. And predestined means predestined. It, it means <laughs> you, there's a, you had a destiny that God set pre, pre you, pre your birth. He gave you a destiny. And people would say, yeah, but that can't mean that. <laughs> but, it, well, it just says it. And, and that predestined means... People say, well, then we'd be robots, wouldn't we? We would just, how could we be what God, uh, if, if God just chose us to love him, then we're not part of that. So uh, how can that be, how can that be real? But I was thinking about, um, I was watching Ned and Steph the other day, well, earlier on when, when Wade was quite young, they taught him to hug them and they taught him to kiss. And when you kiss with a, a one-year-old, out comes the tongue and it doesn't quite look like the normal but They pet. must have taught him like that. They taught him like that, yeah. But, um, but they taught him those things. But the other day I saw uh, how... Wade jump into uh, Ned's arms because he was going to go to bed and he gave, Wade gave Ned a hug and he nestled into him and he cuddled him. He did what he'd been taught, so he was just a robot, but it wasn't really that at all. He loved it. He, what he'd been taught was fulfilling and life-giving and, and was right. And uh, God uh, teaches us to love him 
but when we love him back it's free but the way he teaches us is by teaching us firstly to be loved because i don't think we know how to be loved without god teaching us and when he teaches us to love him that love is awesome it's it's a beautiful thing and then later i, I you know i think of our girls then they they get older and they come home and they give me a hug and they're not thinking oh, i'm gonna do that because that's what we've been programmed to do uh they live in love too and also when they got older we we disciplined them which they didn't love <laughs> and sometimes i remember even saying to them we're actually doing this we are we are going to even physically discipline not allowed to say that you because we don't want you to do those things you're doing when you get older because you would be uh, a person not the way you're supposed to do be so we actually through hardships we disciplined them and shaped their character and then that character became who they are and it's now who they choose to be and yet uh it, it was shaped in them by us. Now, we were a bit pathetic as parents. But God, is, as, as perfect father, is working for all things in, for good. He's teaching us to love him by loving us. He teaches us to delight in him by uh, delighting in us. Mm. He's also, the, the one of the biggest things, I think, for me, is that he's, he's taught forgiveness and... Um, he, he's taught that through, you know, the cross and, and through the way he lived his life and, and the Father has, has forgiven us and um, in response to that we are called to forgive others and that's uh, such a hard thing and yet um, it's such a blessing to, to be able to forgive other people and not to live in um, bitterness and, and anger um, in situations and He's actually um, shaping us, and, and that's a real, um, yeah, it's just amazing thing that he's, he's taken all that hatred and anger and bitterness um, by uh, an act on the cross where he's taught us to forgive. Mm. Mm. So it's not about being robots, it's about... <laughs> about being taught to be in a relationship with God because we don't naturally know that because of our, our genetics are the genetics of Adam which teach us to fight against God. I was talking to a girl yesterday and she said, you know, um, she was reading, well, you know, she'd been taught about predestined. She said, you know, she doesn't know what she believes about it. And it's like, well, it's not about what you believe, whether it, you're predestined or not because it says it in the word that we've been predestined, but it's how you, I guess, apply that. What does predestined mean? Mm. How we understand that preset destiny. What does that mean for us? Can't take the words out of the Bible. Mm. Mm. In all of Romans 8, I don't think, I could be wrong. I've been wrong before, but... Um, that meant if I was right now, uh, when I say I've been wrong before. Anyway, um, 
it says um, it doesn't have any commands. This is just teaching us about who God is and what <coughs> he's done for us. And But I think when I read it before, Jody said, well, this is kind of here to teach us to trust in him. And I think that it, it, if you understand what he's done and who he is and the glory of predestination and God's choosing and God's loving and God's delighting, it will cause us to trust him when, well, in all things, he's working for good. So that's easy to understand when things are going the way that we define as good. But when they're not going as good as we define them, we can trust him because we know that he's working for our good according to his purpose. And, and, and then that trust leads us into something which is what we were made for, and that's worship. And in, in one sense, every, everybody in this world at all times is worshipping something. Uh, but this causes us to worship God because there's a macro view here of, um, of, of God's workings and God's glory and God's plans. And, and so often we, we get stuck in our own little world with their heads down, probably looking at their own little mobile phones. Uh, and yet we could do that while we're sitting in this beautiful place here with the cliffs mm. and the river and, and not see the glory of God. And, and so this causes us, when we look at the glory of God and everything, then we're drawn into worship and mm. we just... You can't help it. You look at the these cliffs look small on the video behind us, but they're a hundred feet high. Um, you stand there and you, you you're in awe. Mm. I I was reading last week in a book about I guess how to describe worship, and he described it with um, he said he went to a, a youth camp and they had a swimming pool, and they had a big diving board one end, and two guys were. Jumping off, one was um, fantastic physique, good hairdo, could pull off all the dives with all the um, turns and twists, and the other guy was, um, I guess, the, the class clown, and he was jumping off doing bombers. And the rest of the kids were down the other end of the pool watching, and they were cheering more for the, the guy doing the bombers and everything. And at one point, the guy doing the bombers jumped off, and they all looked knowing that he was not going to land good. And as he hit, they all at the same time did a, oh, um, in response to uh, a, a jump that wasn't ending well. And it was that all unison, it was a not orchestrated response. And that's, that's our worship in, in what comes out in life. Um, that's the way that we, we're worshipping something and the way we respond is, um, I guess, how we, how we taught and who we trust in. Hmm. So when we see the big plan of God, predestination, calling, that's what he's talked about so far, calling according to his purpose and his glory that is in all things, 
conforming us to the likeness of his son, it causes us firstly to trust in him, and secondly, it causes us to worship him because we know how good he is. So then, having explained that, he, he says this in verse 30, those he predestined, he also called. So those he, he had a preset destiny for, he called them, and that happened various times in people's lives. Some, some people are old and some are young when they're called by God, but um, he, he calls them, and those he called, he also justified. And uh, I know that in Romans, Paul said so much about justification that is, he has given us his righteousness. A righteousness from God has come to us, which means we have been placed in the status of uh, in line with God's character. We've been given his obedience, his moral obedience. We've been given his law obedience. We've been We've been made so that when God looks at us, he doesn't say guilty, he doesn't just say not guilty, he says, this is someone who is, who is like my son in every way. And that seems impossible to think that when we know who we are, and yet it's true, God has conformed us to the image of his son, in there, so he's justified us, he's made us righteous. And, and not only that, he is that, that that's not just a once of event he goes on shaping us conforming us to the likeness of his son with con the continual giving of righteousness whether you want to call that sanctification he he is changing us he is washing us he's cleansing us and he's making us uh, more and more into the image of his son and uh, he's using all things to do that it is it's such a good thing. And those he justified, he also glorified. And uh, I was talking to Michelle, my daughter, about that, and she said, notice how glorified's in the past tense? It's a done deal. He has glorified us. He has conformed us to the likeness of his son. There's no, nothing could be more glorious than being like God. Nothing could be better than being in his character because it would mean that we are at the right place in this whole universe and this whole life and because we are exactly who we are supposed to be. God's children like him. And he's done that for us. It's such a freedom in knowing that he's done it and it's not us. And uh, so in uh, the word glory, he, he's used that a couple of times already. He said that we share in his sufferings, that we might share in his glory. And in one sense, when we serve and love as the Lord Jesus does, then uh, it's, it's a suffering, but it's glory because we actually share in the character of God. And then in, in verse 21, chapter 8, verse 21, it says that the creation itself will be liberated from its bondage to decay. Now, uh, that, that, that the cre creation one day in the future will be 
set free from its bondage decay because we, God's children, have been set free from the bondage of sin and death and, and we've been slaves to sin, we've been slaves to the ways of the devil, we couldn't get ourselves out of it and yet Jesus has justified us, uh, he, has, he has done it by his own plan and calling and he set us free from our bondage of decay and, he, and then in the future the whole creation will be set free from its bondage of decay and brought into the glorious freedom of the children of God. A glorious freedom. A freedom that is of glory. Uh, there is no more slavery. He has glorified us. He has set us free from the bondage of sin and death. And he has called us his children. And one day, that glory will extend and the creation is longing for the day where the children of God are revealed uh, uh, to rule over creation as they were intended to right from the beginning uh, when Adam and Eve were called to care for creation. That, that everything and every, it will be in accordance with God's purpose. Everything will be just right. So if you go back to, I guess, the illustration where you talked about Wade, our grandson, um, being taught how to, to love, and yet we know at times that he throws little tantrums as well, that we're not stuck in that bondage of, of the flesh, of, of the tantrums, but we've actually been set free from that and to continually be brought into the likeness of Christ. That's, um, it's very encouraging. Hmm. So all of this should bring us uh, faith and worship. Do you like to pray? Sure. Hmm. Father, we thank you for your incredible love and your example and your forgiveness and, and the way that you bring us into a likeness of, of your son. And, and Father, I... I pray that you continue to bring that revelation to give us understanding to what that means and to um, give us understanding to predestination and, and the joy and the love um, in all of that and behind all of that. And, yeah, I pray that you would give us the ability to uh, apply this understanding in our lives so that it's not just a, a head knowledge um, but it's it's actually applied in the workings out with um, friends and family and even in our, in our mind. Uh, Father, I pray that you would give us uh, a peace and a joy and that you would help us to to mull over these words um, and to yeah to, to have an, a deeper understanding. And Father, I pray that you would, um, Bring us to a place where we are set free in some of these areas that, um, yeah, frustrate us. And, uh, yeah, I just pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Mm. Oh, we look forward to seeing you soon. Love to you all.